right. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. Uh, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. I'm an admissions counselor working out of Tokyo, but with students from all over the world.、Um, just trying to help all of y'all achieve your college admissions goals and get into the schools that are the best fit for you. I am back in Japan after a whirlwind tour of the US、um, and have, as mentioned before in my previous cast, do have a lot that I eventually want to share with all of you. Um, but before we get started with anything else today,、um, I did want to take some time to、uh, address the school shootings in Texas. As an educator, as someone who has been in the classroom and works with kids、uh, around that age, it's always hard and difficult to understand how this keeps happening. But I think, in terms of the discussion of what needs to be done, what should be done, is、uh, on a larger political, kind of legal level, is a conversation for kind of a separate time, right? Other than obviously common sense gun reform, like there are solutions that are staring, staring us kind of all right in the face. But it is something that it's very. Difficult for me to watch and see, knowing that you know, I'm about to become an uncle, right? I'm about to, to have a nephew who is now going to be growing up in, in an environment where sending your kid off to school doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're going to be coming back. And as an admissions counselor who works with a lot of international families, the number of times we have to pivot from, I'm about to help you get into one of the greatest. Higher education systems in the world, but I also now need to answer questions about safety. About, you know, should I even go there because of violence, because of anti Asian rhetoric, because of、um, just broad scale discrimination, right? Like, there is、um, something very profoundly wrong. With everything that is happening in the US. And, you know, while it is difficult, it also does not mean that as just human beings, it means that, that throwing up our hands and being that's just what it is,、um, is also not the solution here. And anytime I feel upset or sad about kind of everything that is happening, I think something that I've also told my students a little bit as well is always turn that emotion. Right? Take some time to reflect and process it, right? but always turn that emotion into action. Do something.、Right? If you are an international student, in many ways now is the time to learn.、Right? You are all going to be, at least most of you who are listening to this podcast, one of your biggest aspirations at this point in time is to get into a university in America. There is a lot going on in America that is beyond just your ability to study mechanical engineering at a very, very high level. College campuses are a microcosm in some ways. Ways of the culture and the culture wars and the conflict that is happening in America right now. And so it is on you to take action and learn, understand why banning a military grade assault rifle is controversial, right? Is why the idea of get, making it so that an 18 year old can't get a hold of this type of weapon on their birthday for very little cost, why is that a controversial thing? In America? Why is、um, this type of gun violence such a continual, constant, reoccurring theme? What are the debates on both sides? What is happening, right? Again, what does that tell you about the American political system? What does it tell you about American society? Ignorance is kind of the greatest enemy here, 
right? And so it is important for you to go in and to learn, right? So that you don't head into America filled with incorrect information, filled with stereotypes that make it harder for you to adjust while you're there between these shootings and all the things that have been happening lately around Roe v. Wade. There are plenty of resources and opportunities for you as a student who is aiming to go and study in this country to learn and understand a little bit more about the tension and the conflict that defines America as much as its international reputation for greatness right? and the excellent quality of education that you receive at these top two universities has to be balanced by an understanding of for the four years that you were there, you were there. And you are going to be meeting with students who have lost people, who students who have lost siblings, students who have lost family um, to gun violence. You are going to be with a huge mixture of people. And um, that is part of one of the joys of college. It is one of the areas in which there is the most growth to be had by running into people whose lives are very different from your own. But therefore, it is also on you right, to learn and to read and to understand kind of the legacies and the history that kind of have culminated in the current state of kind of America at this point. So that's one thing. But another thing, just tell your family you love them, right? Give them a big hug, spend some time with them. It's, it is also just a reminder that we can take so much for granted that, you know, um, we can spend so much time on our phones and then we look up and people we assumed were just kind of going to be there forever and no longer around us. So uh, do take some time today. Give your mom and dad a hug. For parents, the same, right? When it comes to a lot of this kind of senseless violence and continual rhetoric and debate over something that really should be open and shut, at least in my opinion, it is worth taking the time to look into things and gain a better understanding of it. And so, as always, um, thoughts and just a yearning to be there and help go out to the families of both the victims of this past week, but just all of it, right? Every student that has to go to school and worry more about, will I live today? as opposed to did I do my math homework is and it's just an unsustainable environment right um, we've seen this for the past couple of years just with covid with an unseen killer and uh, the amount of mental trauma that it has caused students to where they don't know what to prioritize they feel lost that already is a problem and just throws so much uncertainty and that takes up mental space that should be for reading, writing, arithmetic, science, history, having fun with friends, um, creativity, art, dance, right? All of these things that a school is supposed to cultivate, we can't because kids have to now think about survival. And I think that's a rough way to go about creating an education system that is supposed to produce leaders of the next generation. So um, just wanted to spend a little bit of time sharing my thoughts there. More conversations to be had, both just internally with myself, but I think more conversations in America more broadly need to be had and action needs to start being taken. So those are my thoughts there.
now to kind of hard pivot the the fortunate thing is that ultimately this is an education podcast so there is overlap there but so today I wanted to spend a little bit of time. Um, I did finish up the podcast. I did finish up the the Freakonomics podcast. So I wanted to, I would listen to the final episode and the final episode actually has a ton of very, 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 very interesting things to say. And so I did want to spend some time reviewing that and kind of distilling it down to the takeaways that all of you could benefit from at least thinking about when it comes to your college application and kind of the purpose of college as a whole. So we're going to dive into that today. Also just quick milestone, right? Um, We have reached 5,000 downloads. So uh, thank you so much. We are a new, young, growing podcast. So thank you all of you who are listening for your ongoing support. And it does mean a lot um, for us to, at such an early stage, be able to reach that kind of milestone that reached that benchmark. So we will continue to put out content and information for all of you that we hope will be of use to you as well. If you're interested in learning more about the complex world of college admissions or would love to connect more with college admissions officers from around the world, Tokyo Academics has you covered. We are regularly hosting seminars and events that range from college essay workshops to panels with current students at top schools to small group conversations with admissions officers. For more information, please visit tokyoacademics.com events. So episode four, uh, or the fourth episode of Freakonomics uh, College series, spent a lot of time focusing on the changes, changing dynamics that are happening in university and how universities are really going to start to need to adjust and to make some changes to how they are producing their education in order to produce students that are ready for the real world. And so the the value that this is going to have for you is a couple things. One is going to have to do with how you are identifying and doing research on your schools. And so let's talk a little bit about that first. So one of the big things that was brought up in the Freakonomics episode that really, really stood out was the idea of what is all this education for? And for contrast, what was raised was the disruption to the idea. So a lot of students, when I asked them, you know, oh, well, why do you want to go to college, right? It's the obvious answer is to make money, right? That there is some perceived value or perception that by going to a Princeton, a Yale, a Harvard, an MIT, right, that you will then have a better opportunity to obtain a better job. And by obtaining a better job, you will obtain a better paycheck. What has disrupted all of this, what has disrupted all of this is Google and Amazon um, and their certificates. So their certification process, um, a lot of the Google certificates, you have to go through a training process, um, but you will learn how to um, you will learn how to manage IT, you will learn how to manage their specific software in ways that many companies do need, right? Um, a lot of companies, especially large companies, need specialized technicians who can manage and be knowledgeable about the underlying framework upon which a lot of their company systems are entirely built. And so I did a quick search of these certifications and I did a quick search um, on the average pay. Um, and the like the first 10 Google certificates that I found all had average pay, average annual pay of around 140,000. 
right? So a six-figure salary, no college experience necessary. You just need that certificate, right? And and you are then given a guaranteed set of skills that is in high demand, right? That is going to guarantee employment pretty much, right? And so that in and of itself, right, especially if that's something that can be obtained within a year, two years, like less if you really dedicate the time and you don't have to spend that much money, right, relative to the cost of university, right? It really starts to throw into sharp relief. Well, I could spend a year doing this thing that will pretty much guarantee me a job at the end of it that starts off in like the 140000 range, right? Or I could spend $300,000 on four years of university studying some combination of philosophy and data science and, uh, and sculpture and not necessarily know that I'm leaving with any particular job prospects, right? And so the, the, the stepping stone, right, the pathway from high school to college to career is being disrupted quite a lot. And of course, right, there are the common tropes of, you know, all these people who, you know, uh, the, the Bill Gates of the world, right, who dropped out of college and have become incredibly successful. There was an article recently of this um, Alexander Wang, this 25-year-old dropout. He's now like one of the, he's like the youngest billionaire in the world now um, because he kind of developed uh, AI systems that he was able to then sell sell to the military like of course there are all these stories as well but the google certificates and these certifications reinforce right they reinforce this uh, growing sense that college for what though honestly right what is the return on investment right if you're going to pour in well over a quarter of a million dollars into this education what are you getting out of it right, beyond the satisfaction of learning, right? And that is a huge talking point. And um, and not all schools are responding to this well, right? And so when doing your college research, when starting to think about different schools, right, one of the things you want to start looking into is what is the school doing to um, equip me with the tangible skills to give me that return on investment, Right. And so um, one of the uh, the example that was brought up in the Freakonomics podcast is um, the founder of Pensol, S-O-L-E. So he is a shoe designer um, and he is one of the top shoe designers for Nike. Um, he started a school in partnership with uh, the Lewis School of Business um, and he started this school where they um, build their curriculum based directly off of what employers in the industry want want from their want from their new hires. And so they will talk with like Adidas, they will talk with Nike and say, okay, um, whether it be hard skills in terms of technical prowess or soft skills in terms of time management, professionalism, discipline, right, communication, right? What are the what is the what is the ideal um, first year employee, right? What skills do you want trained? And they then build a curriculum for their students that is designed specifically to produce students that that client wants, right? That's like a 100% higher rate, right? And into a very difficult to a career field to get your way into, right? And so um, that is another example of where, uh, of a school 
that is realizing that at the end of the day, education for education's sake is really nice when you aren't graduating with $150,000 of debt, right? Education for education's sake is nice when you can approach it that way, that you're going to do this and then you're going to go to get your master's and then maybe pursue your PhD and you just love the learning. But if the goal is to use school as this next step into, uh, into a job, a lot of schools are behind on this. And so, um, and talking with, uh, I talk with a lot of parents who are employed, who do a lot of hiring, right? Who do a lot of interviews with first years and generally across the board, um, what a lot of them will say is that like a lot of these kids coming out of even the best universities are coming out with no concept of what it means to work a nine to five job what what it means to be responsible for your communication, what it means to be on time, what it means to um, communicate effectively right uh, with your with your employer, with your boss, with your supervisor. And so colleges while are they are continuing to excel at research, continuing to excel at producing new and unique curriculum where, if this is you, if this is if your goal, if how you view college is as a stepping stone to a career, in you in the process of your college research, one of the things that you really need to start looking into is what is the what are the resources put into guaranteeing that I'm not just graduating with a huge amount of head knowledge, right? When am I when I graduate? Am I graduating not just with a huge with a really fancy name on a fancy degree on a really nice paper, but am I graduating with a set of skills? Right, with am I graduating with a set of skills that is employable, and what is the school doing to demonstrate that? Okay, so let me give you a couple of examples of schools that are trying to fix this, right? That are trying to um, uh, kind of change things up a little bit. Number one is Syracuse. So Syracuse, the Whitman School of Management, is known uniquely for its impress resume. And so the way their business, their way their man, their school of management operates is that they've kind of Hogwartsified it. They've divided it into different houses, four different houses, and um, students compete each other against each other, right? But because it is a school of management and a school of business, the things that they compete against each other with are all things that are resume building, right? Um, you get points if you secure an internship. You get points for uh, managing an endowment fund. You get point like everything that you do that is related to building a. a a strong resume for a career in finance or career in business or career in management, right? Those are the things that earn points towards your house goal. And obviously, if you win, yes, you there there are accolades. But what the college does, right, is it tracks all of this, right? Part of the reason of making this public and making this a competition is because they then can track all of it. And at the end of the the, the your time when you graduate, they have they will produce for you what is known as the impress resume, which is all of your actions that have uh, the skill sets that you've built and the value that you have generated um, in a very official signed and sealed document that is recognized by employers all over the U.S. They have adapted their education to realizing, yes, students need to do stuff in the classroom. Yes, they need to get good grades. But if what we want to produce is uh, students who are hireable, right? Students who are in demand and build a reputation for producing students who are job ready from day one. That's the pivot we're going to make and have put in a structure and put them in a system that 
um, supports that, right? Northeastern, obviously the co-op is a huge example of this. Many schools now have co-op programs, um, but the co-op program is essentially a whole semester that you spend working and you have to go seek this job out. You have to do the research. You have to negotiate your salary. You have to go for an interview. You have to win this job, right? And once you win this job, you are working nine to five for a full semester, um, in an industry and a company of, of your choosing, should you clear the bar, right? And so when I, if I am an employer and I go hire someone and I, and I see on the resume, oh, you're attending Northeastern, I am almost guaranteed, right, that they will have had a full half a year of actually working under the belt already, with a recommendation from their employer, right? Or they will be working at the company that I'm I'm representing because that's where they co-opt, right? And so again, it's this matter of how am I producing ready students? How am I producing? How am I pouring resources into beyond just saying, oh, we've got a career center and it's awesome. That's not enough, right? If your priority is I want to get into a school for the primary purpose of being able to then move on to the next stage of my career. One of the bigger things that you should be asking about when you go on your tours, one of the things that you should be asking about when you, when you interview with alumni or with admissions officers is what are you doing with the money that my parents have given you to equip me to be successful day one on the job, on the, on the, on the recruitment marketplace, right? What are you doing to make sure that I have gainful employment well before I graduate, that I have it locked in and set to go? Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. And in terms of the ambition, the drive, the initiative, I can provide that, but what resources are you providing for me to teach me how to be not a good student, right? It's not about being a good student, right? It's about being a good employee. And those are some things to be thinking about when evaluating a college, right? Not just, are you great? Are you reputationally awesome? Does your name value hold high weight? That's great. But also, what are you doing to make sure that, that your name is actually an advantage? 
as opposed to some hypothetical. And so that's kind of the first thing that came through on this podcast is that a lot more universities and a lot of startups are really trying to disrupt the space of what a college is, what the value of a college education is. And obviously, like Google's not a startup, right? Um, but those certifications, for example, right, there are quite a few schools that are very focused on tech that will give you the opportunity to achieve those certifications within the course of your own, own curriculum, right? Not every school does this, right? But that is one thing to be thinking about, right? Is that if, oh, the school is offering these certifications and will give me course credit for completing these certifications so that I'm working my way towards graduation, but I'm also working my way towards a cert that is going to guarantee me a starting a starting salary of six figures. Yes, please, right? So those are things to be, so those are kind of the levels of research and, and things that you want to go into. Um, the other thing that came across, um, and I'll just touch, touch on this briefly, um, is that um, there's starting to become a growing gender imbalance um, in college. Um, and it leads heavily female. Um, so on average, most schools now are leaning more towards a 60-40 or, or moving in that direction, girl to, girl to guy ratio um, at their schools. So this means a couple different things. Um, it means that a lot of guys are not going to college, either through certification or whatever, right? That they're just not going to college. Um, and so uh, if you are a... Uh, if you are a male high school student out there, right, it also means that you are in more demand, right? And so, um, so lean into that, right? Um, and and to the extent that that's something that you can take advantage of, uh, just be aware of that. But um, it is really an interesting indicator of where who who in society needs this education to really stand a chance. Right? And that speaks to broader gender equality issues, right? um, but it is kind of an ongoing trend right now is that they are the, the, dis, the school populations generally are shifting closer and closer to 60, 40 female to male. Right? Um, so that was kind of another piece. But um, I think the main takeaway from Freakonomics uh, from this final episode, um, and I think I, honestly, out of all the episodes, this uh, this one's probably the most. The last one um, is probably I think it's five hundred three um, is probably the most worth listening to, just because I think it really speaks to the future of what education is going to be facing as challenges. Right? Is that um, more and more families are looking at the increasing price tag and thinking about, well, what do I get back from this? And colleges need to figure out how do you answer that question. Right, so that's where kind of a lot of the direction of uh, higher education seems to be heading. Okay. All right. So thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki, and we hope you enjoyed today's topic on kind of how to become a more aware citizen who will be heading to the United States um, for college, but also on the on the final episode of Freakonomics. Uh, join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us, please be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your uh, your podcasts. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications as well to stay up to date. As mentioned before, I am going through the what like 400 gigabytes of footage that I have from my my trip to the U.S. I will be processing that and finding a way to deliver some of that content to all of you. 
right? Um, we do also regularly host events, both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and real admissions counselors, really um, kind of building out information, uh, please do check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's tokyoacademics.com slash events. Um, as an example, I will be hosting a um, essay workshop on June 5th in the evening, uh, Japanese, Japan time, uh, where I'm going to sit down with a colleague of mine and we're just going to break down essays that worked from this past cycle, where we're just going to look at essays that we thought were effective and had obviously good results. And we're going to basically break them down and show, okay, here's why this worked. Here's why there's a strong hook. Here's what you need to be thinking about with your college essays. The other thing that we're going to be looking into, and this is particularly of interest, I think, for students, international students who may find it a little bit more difficult to travel uh, this year to see colleges, is that we are hosting virtual tours. So what this looks like is that we will have an, uh, one of our counselors will sit down with you and we'll build a bespoke, like it's customized for you, a personalized list of eight schools. And we'll spend 45 minutes with you on each of these schools. So we'll give you a virtual tour of the grounds. We'll give you a, um, a breakdown of why this school is awesome. We will, where possible, when we have them, we'll connect you with admissions officers and current, stu- current and former students of these universities as well with the goal of basically without you having being able to go there right to give you a perspective on what makes this school unique why it might and why it might deserve a place on your list um, and really also start to give you a heads up as to the supplemental questions, right? Because when it comes to the college essays, the supplemental questions of why this school, why this school, right, are going to be important. And the only way that you're going to be answering those questions well is through research. And so this is an, uh, an offering that we will be doing with running throughout the summer um, is a one-on-one customized virtual college tour with one of our uh, expert counselors, right? And you get to choose your schools and then we will take some time and or if you have no idea then we'll help you figure out what type of schools are the fit are a right fit for you and we'll recommend based off of that and then we'll walk you through uh, eight schools um, just give you a really really nice broad perspective on the schools that you're going to without you having to buy a ticket and go all the way over there so if you're interested in that as well please do reach out with that or any other questions to college at tokyoacademics.com it's college at tokyoacademics.com okay all right so that's it for today it's been two consecutive kind of long episodes i apologize but there's been a lot on my mind and as i mentioned at the top of the podcast tell your tell your loved ones that you love them right give them a big hug take some time to learn to study don't let all of this beat you down put you into a malaise right um be active be proactive gain knowledge love each other right friends family all of it okay because key to getting in but also just the key to being a good citizen and a good contributing family member right is getting ready 